previously on Film Fracas. Anyway, we're here, we're back, we are better than ever. We're trying. And uh, yeah, we're talking Disney movies this season. We have Aladdin, Atlantis, The Lost Empire, Beauty and the Beast, The Little Mermaid, D2, The Mighty Ducks, Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl, Mary Poppins, and Tron. You can't have a good Disney movie without a proper Disney villain. Let's talk winners. Let's talk our winners. I'm going with Jafar from Aladdin. Uh, I'm going to choose Barbosa from Pirates of the Caribbean. But overall, I'm also going to pick uh, Barbosa. When I examine all of these villains, it's uh, the best one is Jafar in a way. Jafar. What are we doing this time? Are we, are we kicking them out of the Magic Kingdom? That's what I was yes. going to say. Yeah, we're yeah. kicking them out, out of the castle. Yeah. yeah, kicking them out of the castle. I think I'm going to have to go with Mary Poppins. Uh, I'm also going to vote Mary Poppins. <laughs> Brett, you stole the words right out of my mouth. I was going to make the exact <laughs> point that while it is a movie that doesn't need a villain, that is kind of what we're looking at. And it's one of those things where it's like luck of the draw. I, I have no other vote than Mary Poppins. It doesn't have a villain. It's, yeah. I mean, it's a shame. We're not going to get to talk about production design with it. We're not going to get to talk about songs with this movie. We're not going to get to talk about Mary Poppins herself. It's a real big shame that we don't get to talk about all these things. It's a fantastic movie that I love dearly. I grew up with it. But we said villains, and I started looking at a list, and I was like, well, shit. And now, on with the show. Hello, everybody. It is whatever time you're listening to this, and it is time for some film fracas. So uh, drop to your knees and cry out, why God? Or uh, settle in, because uh, we're here for another episode. We're in season two. This is Brett The Rock Johnson coming at you. With me, as always, are Phoenix, the party Zamboni Zarola. Why God? <laughs> we got Robbie, the main man, DeShazer. What is up, everybody? We got Carter, the whole heaven show, Spilliards. Howdy, howdy, howdy. And special treat for you guys, we got our special guest, Graham Hellboy. I'm sorry, I forgot your last name. Gora. Gora. <laughs> <laughs> Graham Hellboy Gora uh, with Hellboy's us tonight. A better last, last name. name is <laughs> Graham right. Hellboy. We got Graham Hellboy with us. How you doing, Graham? Doing all right. Very happy Excited to have to you here. here. We're so excited. Uh, we are recording today from the beautiful Permanent Records, uh, Permanent Records Studios here in Austin, Texas. Uh, yeah. Hey, yeah, so good. if it sounds different, that's why. It sounds not, better. You're not going to be hearing car alarms. You're not going to be hearing silverware clattering. It's going to be great. Yeah. I will be doing those F- SFX. Awesome. Oh, no. Please, no. <laughs> so just a real quick oh, shout out God. to those of you who bought our merch. Uh, that is absolutely hey. why we were able to do this recording session mm-hmm. tonight. And why Graham's going to be on the next two episodes with us. Hey. Yes. Yeah. So, thank right. you for doing that. Yeah, thank you for doing thank that. Thank you. Thank you. So yes, thank once you. again, there's merch available at teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash film fracas. And I'm going to include our Amazon affiliate link at the bottom of this episode. You click on that. We're going to you know, send you to one of our movies that we talked about this week or anything you click and buy there. It's going to go back to the podcast. So if you want okay. to support us that way, please do. All right. And we're going to dive right in here. This is season two. We're doing Disney movies. Last week, Mary Poppins got kicked out of the castle. And so this week, yeah, she was no longer needed. So they're on the balcony and someone dramatically pushed her off. And she floated away with her talking umbrella. (laughs) All right, so the movies we got this week are Aladdin, Atlantis, The Lost Empire, Beauty and the Beast, D2, The Mighty Ducks, The Little Mermaid, Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl, and Tron. 
And All so right. uh, this week, uh, we're going to be talking about production design. Production design. Hey. Okay. Give us a rundown. So give us production design, not dissimilar from if you listen to the first scene, there was a production design episode. All things about the design of the movie. How do the sets look? How are the costumes? You know, how is how what is the look and aesthetic of the film? How does it look? Um, we're dealing with a lot more animated movies this time, and so when we talk about animated movies, we'll be talking about like art design and you know, how is the movie how does the movie look? That's essentially what we're going for here. And what is the aesthetic and the atmosphere, the atmosphere, the world, all of it. So that's what we'll be talking about. And we'll try our best to compare our animated live action. I think we can make it work. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're all they all have a little bit of Disney. Also, all of these movies are very pretty. They are. Well, one of them's very ugly, but it's pretty in its own way. Yeah. (laughs) All of them have their own (laughs) distinct look, but they're all distinctly Disney. Yes. So. Let's get to talking about these movies. All right. What's up first, guys? First on the docket, let's uh, start alphabetically here and just uh, jump to Aladdin. Aladdin is beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, gorgeous, it's gorgeous. Like, yeah. Just, yeah, no questions. <laughs> what a what a great looking movie. Uh, it does a very good job. It's one of the first Disney movies to combine a little bit of 3D animation with its uh, uh, regular 2D cell animation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, was... Kind of a trademark of the Disney Renaissance. Yeah, that you don't quite get yeah. in uh, its first film, The Little Mermaid, which we'll talk about mm-hmm. later. Yeah, that's true. We'll be talking about that. But it's got mm-hmm. it's got a great look to it. Everything, I mean, just from the frantic, uh, you know, the way that the genie just looks and exists in the world, and how quickly he can turn from the genie into whatever impression he's doing. Uh, the look of Agrabah, like the palace itself, and just everything you get to look at oh, as yeah. they do the whole new world scene. Yeah, um, it's got like a a very beautiful blend of like of like variations of purple mm-hmm. and orange and kind of uh peach color and stuff for the sand and oh and like yeah. all all the blues yeah, and everything like yeah. the, the cave like oh, just like the color of all the sand mm-hmm. at night and everything and just mm-hmm. the the color of like the cave of wonders all like the blues with the oranges and it's like i know it's like the simple like complementing color wheel but it just it looks so good it works, it works te- like just complete well execution and both like their their costumes are very distinctive um I, like you were saying like just the landscape of the world is just so like beautiful itself um it's well done yeah yeah i um i absolutely love it i think like what what you've all said in the the kind of because they take they take all the like like persian and middle east architecture and whatnot mm-hmm. and they make kind of it is its own kind of like thing. It's not necessarily modeled after any one particular, you know, city or building or anything like yeah. Agrabah and all that. It's very much like takes inspiration from all different kinds of things. Um, one of my favorite designs in the entire movie is the interior of the Cave of Wonders. Like yes. when he's when he's climbing up to get the lamp or the ruby or any of that part. Um, I just love the design of it. Um, one of the things I don't love is the exterior of the Cave of Wonders. <laughs> I think it's perhaps the only um, of the 3D animation that doesn't really hold up for me. Um, it's very kind of jarring how... It's very dated. Yeah. It's very dated, but I think it um, still it, is well-designed. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's, well, it's well-designed. It's the effects that don't hold but up. It, yeah. But it's like sometimes 
because the effects don't hold up, the design I think gets lost in it a little bit, and okay. I think that part of that comes. The design looks like it's still rendered. Yeah, I think part of that comes in. Yeah, with with because we watched it on the Blu-ray, and obviously it was not made for that. Yeah. And so I think when it was, you know, either upscaled or however they did it, some of the some of the lines in it, in okay, the design yeah. maybe get kind of that's fair. I see polished what you're saying. Out. Um, so yeah, sometimes like the look of the exterior of the Cave of Wonders isn't quite working for okay. me. Um, but I, I absolutely love the design. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like, even though it is dated, like I, I saw it again recently, but I'm still very impressed oh, yeah. by, even, even though it is mm-hmm. dated, I'm still yeah. very impressed by how like seamlessly it just blends into the 2d animated mm-hmm. sand. And then, yeah, even, when the sand and then and even when it collapses yeah. and it's just so flawlessly, just, you see the f- sand like float around and it's like, even though it is dated, I'm like, that's better than anything I could ever hope to do. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, let's talk about, I mean, we talked about him last week, but Jafar looks so good. Oh, like, yeah. All yeah. the characters look great in this. Yeah, all the yeah. characters look amazing. I talked about the genie a little bit, but, like, the way that, like, in some Disney movies, like, you have famous voice actors, but, like, it's not, you're not meant to be solely thinking about who is voicing that character all the time. This character is made and designed to be Robin Williams. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, originally, like, in the concept art, it was, like, the genie was green and had kind of, like, an... Like a kind of kind darker of look to him, yeah. 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 Kind of like a more evilish like, thing, but like, they... like kind of like goblin esque almost. Yeah, and then they really played it up for him. Like they changed his color, they changed his facial features to like kind of be more as like fun and entertaining as like the character or like the actor Robin Williams. So yeah, I think that's like, you know, mm-hmm. every rough draft mm-hmm. sucks. They know that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Graham, you got any thoughts on this? Um. One of the things that I always love is the actual design of Aladdin because um, I know that they based him off of It's an Odd Choice, but Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think that really comes through in the way that he has every facial expression, the way he moves even, the mm-hmm. way he runs. It, I think that really comes through. I think it's another use of color, but mm-hmm. every single character, like even their clothes are just so well designed mm-hmm. and every color mm-hmm. is unique to them. Yeah. I, um, I really love the whole Prince Ali intro sequence or he's coming through with the parade mm-hmm. um and just because the they on the elephant because they have so many different there's there's the shots of them like of him coming through on the elephants and everything happening all around it and just like how all of that blends together so well in this kind of whole color palette i think is it's very well done i mean mm-hmm. i think the thing that sums it up greatly and i'm going to show you guys on my phone is like just the poster for it like you get that purple color you get just how delicate that lamp looks mm-hmm. i mean there's mm-hmm. just i think the design is, and I think it just proves the point that the design is 100% throughout the entire. Oh yeah, for sure. Through oh, the yeah. marketing to, you know, even through the end credits, I think you've yeah. just got a I great mean, work of uh, production design. Yeah, I mean, by all accounts, this movie is shining, simmering, and splendid. All like on all looks. Very, very nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do we have any? I'll, I guess I'll, I'll we give had, you that one, Phoenix. It was good. <laughs> Thank you. We had Carter's a uh, little bit of an issue with the Cave of Wonders, but does anyone have any? Negatives no, like I agree with your issues. I also yeah, saw and was like, "Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's fair." Yeah, yeah. But I think like, to Brett's point, it's well designed. It's just the effects. Yeah, you know, well, and, and yeah. Yeah. the only reason I bring that up in particular is because there are other uses of 3D animation in it that I think the design isn't impeded by them. But that, to me, I literally was watching the movie and I was just like, "Wow, that's something." I <laughs> I like I totally see what you're saying. But uh, just to play devil devil's mm-hmm. advocate on it, and I, I know this isn't like this doesn't matter for what we're discussing ultimately. But like those other instances of the three D animation, those aren't as 
animated, yeah, no not, pun intended, as the Cave of Wonders is. They're usually more static, yeah. Yeah, that, so that, 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 that's, that's all I was going to say. Um, but, which is true. But uh, I think that's pretty much all we can say on yeah. Aladdin, so... Let's move to move right on along to Atlantis. Atlantis. Oh boy! Oh, what a production design! Oh, oh my, my god! god. <laughs> this movie might be more beautiful than Aladdin for me because it's just like they literally with Aladdin they kind of had a jumping-off point for this. Mm-hmm. With Atlantis, they basically just like started from scratch and designed an entire culture, an entire world they and i I talked about this last week how they got mike mcnola they were basically like hey mike mcnola you make good adventure stuff help us out here Mm -hmm. speaking of graham hellboy (laughs) i wasn't gonna draw attention to it i didn't realize what i did till just now (laughs) it's all good but like yeah let's talk about that i mean it's just it's intentionally done like that we talked about you know Mm -hmm. talking them talking to mike mcnola and saying we had a whole meeting about how to do your hands and he was oh yeah that's weird and and i and i briefly touched on this last week but like Everything in the movie is just designed so well, yet the movie never like really mm-hmm. dwells never on it. No. Yeah, like um, there's the fight between the Leviathan and, and the sub, and that's there for like a minute or two. Yeah, yeah and Car- it looks great. And Carter brought that, like, that up last week, and how like the sub is like such a big deal and like so yeah. iconic, and everybody remembers it, but it's only there it's for only like there for like five minutes of the movie, yeah. and then it's destroyed, and then they're gone, and it's it's so upsetting because it's so beautifully designed. And, like, literally, I think you could take every frame of that movie and you could find something. Like, when they go into, um, oh, what's the old guy? The oh, benefactor. Yes, um, I don't remember yeah, his name, but, uh, yeah, name. that guy. But they go into his library and mm-hmm. you, like, see all the, all the books and everything and then, like, the fire or when Milo goes into the apartment and Helga's there on the chair and, the, and then the lightning yeah. strikes and he, she's illuminated by the lightning. Yeah. And like just the design of it is, and then like e- even in the like the museum, and I talked mm-hmm. about this too. It's like you're only in the museum for a whole like twenty yeah, seconds no. when Milo's chasing. But like when you see Milo running through the museum, you see all the exhibits and everything. It's like these all look so good, mm-hmm. but it's like you got to like pause the movie to like really appreciate it. And yeah. like watching the movie, it's like it very well could like they they all every frame from that movie could be like a comic book panel. Mm-hmm. It could, yeah. And it's just like it just looks uh, it's so Gorgeous. good. Just the way they balance, like, the light in that movie mm-hmm. with, like, mm-hmm. their, like you said, like, yeah. the, the lightning strike. Yeah. And there are times when they go in the cave and there's, like, those dark well, shadows yeah. and, like, those dark blues mm-hmm. in them. Um, or, yeah, when they're just, like, you know, sunken yeah. more. It's, like, really just, it's it's really well done. Yeah. And it just creates this, like, um, kind of fluid mm-hmm. uh, feeling mm-hmm. of, the entire, of the entire world. Well, right. the light is so crucial in that movie. Oh, because yeah. Because you have the crystals are a source of light, but the whole source of Atlantis is this glowing light, and they the way they like do the contrasts in like the dark caves with the bright lights and mm-hmm. all of that's absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, I would say this uh, film does something that I think some other movies or other animated films do that's not as I guess not as good. This exceeds and interiors are all mm-hmm. the interiors are yeah. absolutely yeah. all look good. Sometimes you can run into just the generic looking house in an animated movie because it's not important where they are, mm-hmm. but it's important what the people are saying. But like the giant fish tank at yeah. uh I can't think of the benefactor's name at all. It's escaping me. <laughs> it's not uh, somebody. Is it Whitmore? Yes. Is Preston B. Whitmore? Whitmore. Yes. Yeah. Preston B. Whitmore. Preston Preston Whitmore. Uh the interior of the sub is so intricately designed. The inter- like that cave with the mm-hmm. source of the power for mm-hmm. Atlantis. Just every like these interiors are so 
I mean, meticulously designed. Let's God. bring it back. Let's no. bring it. We're bring selling it. a shirt no. that says it. Start, start the start the counter. <laughs> but but uh, that's what that's you know. I think it really <laughs> excels here because in yeah. other movies you have like a few key indoor locations that maybe have some really you know careful design to them, but like every interior in this movie, mm-hmm. whether you're going to explore it or not, is things are so carefully placed and you know. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I mean, even Atlantis as a whole, like, if you were to imagine Atlantis, Lost City, we usually imagine, like, a city of, like, technological wonders. And here it's just this run-down, like, ruined city. There's, um, you know, just, like, debris strewn all mm-hmm. over the streets. There's no repairs or anything. It's just, it's a very unique and interesting way to design something that has yeah. never really been done before like that. Well, and then even when it comes back to life at the end, and, like, the light goes through, mm-hmm. that shot of the city with all of the light glowing and all the like the cracks and designs of yeah. everything it's just yeah the, the use of blues and the contrast it's incredible Whole and lot of blue. the oranges when they're doing the blue. fight at the end and the fire from the explosions and stuff and the oranges and the blues how they have those contrast it's another simple color yeah. contrast the the only part where the design slips for me is when uh Tiberius Rourke best name ever for a villain <laughs> Uh, when he just turns blue and mm-hmm. he just goes crazy. That's the only spot where I'm kind of like, I feel like they could have done something a little a bit, bit more. better than just turning him blue, blue and then he explodes. But I don't know what they could have done. But that's the yeah. only, that's like the only spot where like the design goes from like a 10 yeah. to something would you, not a 10. Yeah, would you have wanted but, it to be like him turning into like a creature or something? Like that's maybe? the thing. I'm not entirely sure, but it's like. Yeah, just if, something if, if, other if, than what they did. Just like just re- any something that wasn't just solid yeah. blue, you know? Yeah. Like if it was like his veins were like that highlighted been, yeah, or something cool. and his eyes turned. Her like, eyes turned blue. His, his eyes did turn like a solid yeah. color, but the fact that he was just all blue. That, and yeah, that goes back to like in the Cave of Wonders. Sometimes when they do that all one color, some of the lines that are that mm-hmm. give more of the like detail and definition get lost yeah. in mm-hmm. it, so but, it looks more kind of. But, so, yeah, that, 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 that's the only like one tick I would give against yeah. it. But I mean, we've gushed about this no, movie, yeah. so, so it, yeah. it, it's okay. Um, Next. It's good, but it has its flaws. Can I add yeah. one last thing? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, one of the things that I think is fantastic in this movie is the all the character designs. Oh yes, like there there are some mm-hmm. uh, characters that I still can't remember the name of, but mm-hmm. I can remember the design yeah. of every single one. Yeah, yeah. like you have Mole, you Mole. have the Doctor, you have Cookie, um, you have Vinny, who's uh-huh. like my favorite Disney character <laughs> ever. <laughs> Is the explosive problem expert is, who owns a flower shop. <laughs> problem is I only got like four of these. Yeah. <laughs> and I got the bridge. Two of my own. <laughs> and then. Yeah, because yeah, Phoenix was talking. Yeah, Phoenix and I were talking about the designs of the characters last week, too, about how mm-hmm. it's like, like they're all so neutral. It's yeah. like they could yeah. be mercenaries, but they could be good guys. It's yeah. just the way they kind of like change allegiances. Like the design mm-hmm. really yeah. highlights that. It's like yeah. these are just people. Yeah. Like, yeah, and then like the yeah. when they're supposed to be warm, you too. see that warmth. In yeah, that. yeah. And yeah. when they're supposed to be cold-blooded mercenaries, yeah. you see that yeah. too. And yeah. there's not really any change to that. They're not making them more angular at that moment. So they're just yeah, yeah. And I think it's because of like the those like thin but like de- definitive lines of their mm-hmm. outline. Like they mm-hmm. kind of give them like a very like uh, hardened kind of not blocky, but like mm-hmm. uh, they they give them a kind of. T- um, it, it is kind of angular. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. angular, and it kind of gives it, them kind of uh, a feeling of like, uh, like intimidation. I yeah. guess. Yeah. And but, but they never when, turn that up to like do. It's the design it, is yeah, it's it, how it, it is. It is a very angular movie. Mm-hmm. The only really like circular character is Mole, yeah. and that and that works to his effect. But like, 
again, this is where like that Mike Mignola influence mm-hmm. comes really comes out as seeing just how angular well, and everybody I, is. I really no, like it, that. It's not a bad thing. Yeah, at all. no, no. But what's what's nice about that is because if you compare it to other Disney movies, like they're not, they're you, Disney movies are all about like curves. Yeah, oh, yeah. and this is like, like Aladdin, yeah. especially 100. percent Cur- doing like curves. Hat. That movie is all just curving, you know, objects, and this one is very angular, but it's it's so good. So yeah, yeah. With okay. that, let's uh, move right along to another yeah. fantastic <laughs> movie. This is, I feel like a lot of this is gonna be like oh it's my gosh, Disney. This is beautiful. It, yeah, it's uh, Beauty and the Beast. Oh my gosh, it's beautiful. Oh my gosh, it's beautiful. And the ballroom. The ballroom. You can't beat that. Phoenix. The library. The, <laughs> the library. You the let me have room. one. Uh, yeah, I like everybody gets one thing. <laughs> <laughs> the design of every background in the in the mansion. Um, yeah, the little French town. The design of every single character oh, from yeah. Lumiere yeah. to Cogsworth yeah. to. And that's where. Well, that's actually where I would say some of it does, and I think it's mostly in your village villagers. Mm-hmm. A lot of them tend to be very generic villagers. You have your baker with his tray, like always, and. He, he's probably the most standout other than, like, your real named villagers. Like, yeah, like your father. Like, yeah, Unle- ex- other than your father, Gaston, and LeFou. Yeah. Like, you really don't. I would argue, though, that they don't have to stand out. They are just, in keeping with the movie, they are kind of just simple villagers. It's not their story. Um, they are there just for background, I would say. Because, sorry, IMDb's opening up ads while I'm trying <laughs> because, while I'm looking um, up things. Sorry, I, I would say... Yeah, yeah, I would say that every other like main character is very clearly designed. And one of the things that I actually love with this movie is um, Belle is the only character to wear blue for a majority of the movie until we get to that ballroom scene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we have the Beast come down wearing blue. And that it's a really great, great simple use of color that really signifies their connection and relationship. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. And then to... To, to bounce off Graham that uh, the ballroom scene and Robbie was talking about with Aladdin how that's like one of the first instances of combining the 3D animation with the 2D animation and Beauty and the Beast is where they're like what I, th- I think the Beauty and the Beast was like the first time they did it or at least like the first time they did it on such mm-hmm. a grand scale and yeah. it was mm-hmm. groundbreaking and innovative. I'm pretty Holds up sure a lot Beauty and the Beast was the first one to use the yeah. 3D mixed with 2D. Okay, that, that, that's what I thought. Because then the next year was Aladdin. Yeah. Aladdin, they tried to do more like innovative push the boundary kind of mm-hmm. thing. Which, which they which did. Which they did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Beauty and yeah. the Beast did it first. They were and probably, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, probably brainstorming them at the same time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for yeah, sure, sure. Definitely. But yeah, no, Beauty and the Beast definitely has it. Yeah. Um, to my note about the villagers being yeah. a little generic, I think that there are times in this where the villagers are generic that, or like something like Aladdin does it a little bit better. I think that like Aladdin, when you have generic characters, they are intended to show a lot about them. Like you have your generic guards who all look the same, and like they, you know, yeah, you know I'm, everything you need to know about them from that. Whereas some of the like characters in Beauty and the Beast that are background characters, they're just background characters. I would I would agree, and like in Beauty and the Beast, you have that whole song about oh there goes the baker, same like always. Yeah, like it's right. just routine. It's rote. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a very simple pedantic life. 
yeah so graham graham took the words straight out of my mouth like it really exemplifies like oh the, this sleepy little french town like mm-hmm. it's normal it's generic i want something yeah. more and just yeah like fair enough yeah like it, I, I feel like it works like i'm not yeah. entirely disagreeing with you yeah i mean i would but, agree um in aladdin there's a lot more standout background characters there's the yeah. captain of the guard there's all the different women um the, yeah yeah there's the yeah. merchant dude. in the bu- in the bazaar yeah yeah but then you get to the castle with all all the servants that have been transformed and that i feel like that's where all the design like really, oh, yeah. really yeah. comes For out sure. um i i kind of agree halfway with robbie and halfway with y'all i don't think that the i think it was almost purposeful that the villagers didn't need to be the most like you know intricately designed um mm-hmm. characters but also if you look at like like let's say atlantis or aladdin if you were to take a shot of just a big group of people like if you were to take a shot in Atlantis of a big group of like Atlanteans, you were to, you could pick out an individual character design of each of those Atlanteans that's yeah. unique. And if you were to do that with like a group of the crowd in Beauty and the Beast, you don't get you don't the, necessarily get that. Th- this is exactly what you and I were talking about last week with mm-hmm. like complex villain versus a yeah. simple villain. Like everything works for the movie it's in yeah. in a vacuum, but in the context of like comparing them mm-hmm. to each other, yeah, I I, yeah. T- I totally get what you that's guys exa- are saying. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. So I, I agree that it serves the movie. Right. But if you're see, comparing it to another one, it is like they are yeah, um, see, we, they are more simple yeah, characters. We, we, yeah, we just totally flipped what we were doing last yeah. week. Yeah. <laughs> oh, film so, fracas. Well, there we I go. I love it. Any so other points about beauty? I mean, we... Besides talking about how gorgeous it is. Any other negative points? Yeah, I don't know if I even got to say anything, but I kind of just agree with oh, the, sorry the general... <laughs> no, no, no. I was like, just, yeah, I was just like waiting to jump in, but I was... Uh, Y'all were y'all were saying all my points. Like the 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 side characters are like maybe the most distinctive aside from like the villagers and stuff. But like the of the main cast, like they're like so well done. So um, uh, the interior of the house mm-hmm. is amazing, um, and it's just it's all the things we know about about Disney already. The even just like the detail of the flower, which is like supposed to oh yeah. like just oh, to, yeah. supposed to like mean so much because of what it represents, and they just yeah. they nail it just on every little like line and detail of and, how and it's shaped and how it's formed in the little mm-hmm. glass and just how bright it is yeah. compared to everything like but it still looks so sinister even though it's like the brightest colored thing aside from like bell's clothing and bell's giant ball gown yeah 100 yeah. percent. it's just it's because of all that saturation at one point and yeah. such a dark and like dusty room mm-hmm. uh yeah the stained glass windows during the oh, uh, oh the prologue the, the, oh yeah. that's gorgeous yeah. There, there's so much. <laughs> we're, we're gushing over all these oh, films. Yeah. How are we gonna pick one to get rid of at the end? All right. All right so moving on. We love it. Got D two, the Mighty Ducks. The nineties. <laughs> That's the design. <laughs> it should be called D ninety, the Mighty Ducks. So hockey uniforms. What I love about the ice rink. <laughs> the second <laughs> ice rink. Okay, yeah, I think uh, the Icelandic hockey team. What I what I do love about D two. Is it very much exemplifies um, that whole kind of like you get you get the Disney movies of the, of the era that were like either the straight to DVD sequels or you know the movies like that that were all like you know oh like oorah we can win like anything like that and they all have this very like Disney sheen about them like they're all very polished and very like mm-hmm. nice and clean. And that's like exemplified by this movie. So it is its own look, and it is very unique. But I do, I I like it in its own way. But it is harder to be like, because there's nothing in it 
to me that necessarily stands out as like, oh my gosh, that's breathtaking. But it's like it kind of in its own way is is impressive. Yeah. yeah. And I think like one thing that I I have to give it credit for is I think it has um both in like aesthetic and especially in like costume is like it really they really get that like ragtag, like midwestern mm-hmm. kind of vibe to it. Um especially with like uh like the like the way the characters look and like the how they're practicing on the um on the ice rink and where they're from and like that um is it Minnesota or Michigan? I was from Minnesota. Minnesota, yeah, okay. So, yeah, so like how they're practicing at the beginning and like mm-hmm. in Minnesota and stuff. Um they they have that kind of uh like they have that kind of feeling for that team. Like yeah. you you get why they're like mm-hmm. because they're so um innocent and like standard and like underdogs, but mm-hmm. you know, they're representative of like a larger idea or yeah. like a larger value that they have, which is ducks fly together. It is <laughs> odd that a Disney movie can have the same aesthetic as a Blink-182 music video. And yeah. by that I mean like the scenes where they're playing roller hockey at skate parks and yes, <laughs> okay. it's very uh, Southern <laughs> California beach and skate. Yeah, like, no. D2 is very 90s. Yeah. It's like, this is the 90s. Like, yeah, take, it, take it all in. Yeah. <laughs> and it, obviously it wasn't meant to do that at the time. It was no. meant to be modern i mean i I found that the 90s almost more than other movies is very much like because the 90s style was so (laughs) weird that it's like and just different that a lot of not much ages yeah Yeah. but it's like (laughs) a lot of movies very much unintentionally are just like oh that's very 90s yeah Yeah. like an extremely goofy movie like (laughs) it's 90s uh I, I see what I see what you're saying, Phoenix. In a, I, yeah, I guess it's hard to like really like counter or like argue against that. But uh, as like as far as like the sets go, uh, there are times where it's very clear that they like are on like a set like, yeah. in a sound <laughs> yeah. studio because the first like the one that immediately jumps to mind is when uh, Tibbles is that the businessman's yeah, yes. name? Yeah. Tibbles is like Gordon Bombay. Here's your like, here's the condo or whatever yeah. that we're paying for you, and he's there's like. Like they're almost like townhouses or something like, and you see clearly see these buildings all right next to each other. Then they go inside, and this thing is just like enormous yeah, and massive. sprawling. It looks like Tony Stark's mansion <laughs> uh-huh. from Iron Man. And you see the window, and it's just like the ocean. And I'm like, aren't there other people? Like, aren't there other yeah. houses like on the direct sides of you? Like, why? Is, how is the ocean right there? Like, there's very. It's just this very clearly Bombay's like back house. projection or like a green screen or something outside, and so. Yeah. That's just there are times where it is very much kind of like, oh, they just had to build a set to be like, yeah. look at look here that, we are your generic yeah. locker rooms like I, I yeah. feel like the ice rink is the same ice rink throughout the entire there's gonna be an entire I, yeah. I, I'm, I I'm maybe sure, yeah. maybe two sure max the same ice rink. but it's yeah, I think it's the same ice rink. the the audience shots are very like yeah, oh, yeah. this is not in the this is not in the stadium. you're just yeah. put seats together yeah. this is in the, it's also like. <laughs> When, like, that's why I think they go to, like, a roller, uh, like, hockey, like, concrete. It's like a skate park. It's so that it's not a third time using the same ice rink yeah. and, like, dressing the set a little differently. That being yeah. said, I will say, like, good on them for mm-hmm. efficiency and being able to dress a set differently and make it, I mean, at first glance, if you're not picking this movie apart, yeah. they're different places. Yeah. Like, Grant, anything about Mighty Ducks? I don't think I have really anything to say about right. any of the Mighty Ducks movies. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen D2 the Mighty Ducks? No, this is the only one on the list that I have not seen. All right. Wow. Yeah. 
D2 the Mighty Ducks. Uh, just watch it for the Icelandic hockey team that uh, deflates, <laughs> the, 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 deflates the, beach. the beach ball in the yeah. most oh. weirdly intimidating scene. <laughs> Which, if we t- were to give, again, some credit, you know, <laughs> they the, the costume of the Icelandic team is, like, very, like, kid Disney evil yes. by design. Yes. But it's good. It's, just, it's good. It's good. Yeah. Just dark. It's just black. <laughs> black yeah. and gray. It's and definitely like a holdover from like the Cold War. They didn't want to make them a Russian team, so they just chose <laughs> yeah. a different country. So, but like, <laughs> they're definitely the stand-in for the Russians <sighs> in this. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, anyone else have anything to say about D two the Mighty Ducks? It's um, got a look. It's got a look. Yep. So, moving on from there, we want to talk about. Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid. I love the way this one looks because it's the beginning of what's known as the Disney Renaissance for uh, the uninitiated that are, you know, that don't, maybe don't know the lingo of talking about the history uninitiated. of Uninitiated. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a word. It's, it works. Um, but um, it's this kind of time after a dark period of kind of lower performing, uh, yeah, like lesser known Disney movies now yeah. to us especially. And so in 1989, The Little Mermaid sparked mm-hmm. what's called the Disney Renaissance. Lasts for about 11 years, 11, 12 years. It really it ends, ends with Tarzan. It ends, yeah. yeah. Like 98, 99. 98, 99, because Atlantis didn't succeed. And yeah. Emperor's, Emperor's New, Groove. New Groove didn't no, I, no, Emperor's New Groove was like a modest success. Yeah, but it wasn't as... It was, right, it was the right, Renaissance right. dying. Yeah, yeah you don't think it's right. the, it was like the last great movie. No, yeah, I got you. Um, but... I love that it's the beginning of this, but it's also still has the look of some yeah. of your classic uh, Disney princess movies. It's still, we watched it on Blu-ray, yeah. and it's, I mean, you can tell, the, like, which, you know, just how it's still hand, you know, not hand-painted, yeah. but still, like, well, has it, that painted look It is hand-painted. The backgrounds. The backgrounds yeah. are all It was the last Disney movie that did full hand-painted backgrounds. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're gorgeous. gorgeous. And they're, oh, yeah. You can, yeah. You can tell, because, I mean, we watched um, Little Mermaid and... Um, Aladdin, like back to back, back to back, and I mean, I could instantly tell a difference yeah. in the backgrounds yes. because the the amount of detail that goes into those painted backgrounds is astonishing. Oh yeah, it's, yeah. it's and there's just a little bit of grain to it it's because insane. it's insane. Yes, and then everything looks so smooth in the background. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not that that's yeah. a bad thing for Aladdin, but like it's definitely a look that the Little Mermaid yeah. uses to its its advantage. Yeah, yeah it's just evidence of like the, the care that went yeah mm-hmm. the heart the more effort into creating yeah. these backgrounds, like you're gonna have that kind of different quality mm-hmm. and that's where the little memory shines over. And then uh the closest that we've gotten to like all hand painted backgrounds in a Disney movie since then was uh Lilo and Stitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah with those watercolor. Yeah, all the watercolor, the watercolor backgrounds, backgrounds, backgrounds and like that's gorgeous, but yep. we're not talking about Lilo and Stitch. We talked about it last we should yeah. be but anyway. season yeah. one. Oh well it listen season one if you haven't <laughs> but it's uh we talk about it yeah movie. like li- Little Mermaid is gorgeous. Uh kind of to jump like go back to like Carter's point about Aladdin it's like it was 89 it was like the start of the renaissance and so it's like it kind of shows a little bit like not every not everything is like on all the time some of it doesn't look as great as some other stuff in it but like I feel like that's kind of like that's a product of the time like it's still gorgeous Mm -hmm. it's just they're still kind of like finding their footing and like the you could you can tell it's the start of the renaissance Not that that's like a major knock against right. it. My, I what I would say is kind of like a tick or a knock against it is that uh, as much as I love all the underwater stuff, it's not as like uh, or well, 
just all the stuff that's not in Atlantica mm-hmm. that's underwater just kind of looks yeah just very generic when you compare it to like Atlantica and when they're Denmark is that where the Little yeah, Mermaid is? Denmark, yeah. When they're like up yeah. like in the town in yeah. the yeah. in the palace in Denmark. Eric's castle. Eric's castle. Eric's Eric's castle, castle yeah, like so everything is just. But when it's just like those yeah. bits that are just like underwater, yeah, anything, where it's kind of like mm, anything underwater that's not like either the crash, like the sunken ship, the sunken ship, Atlantica, the palace, or, or the under the sea yeah. number. Yeah. Those major, those major set cave. pieces have their design to them. Yeah, like par- the part of your world in her grotto. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. The the major set pieces are all good, but when it's not the major set pieces, it is very kind of like you can tell not as yeah. much time was put yeah. into it i don't know if i necessarily faults it though because like the like i think of course like when there's big locations and like mm-hmm. standout locations like the stuff in but like the parts that aren't located are supposed to be just parts in the ocean are gonna feel not as like not tried to be true only because when we get to those locations that's where it like because the regular kind of water stuff is very i guess generic or maybe not as like detailed or um given some more you know interesting stuff in the back like once we get to those interesting locations it like makes it more mm-hmm. okay like, it gives like, it yeah. kind of stronger connotation but i, I okay, will I, give you like a movie also in this realm that maybe does it a little bit better and that's like finding nemo where like it's still very like not it's not static it's not doesn't feel as static as like something like the little mermaid does where it's like there's still something going on every time you see open ocean. Yeah, like I, I, I totally see what you're saying, but uh, just talking in the context of comparing them to each other, we talked about Aladdin and Atlantis, and even Beauty and the Beast, where it's like, at, like Atlantis has all those huge mm-hmm. set pieces, but everything else is still yeah, on all the time. I just, time. I just feel beast, like, it's... and and as we said so much last yeah. season, every movie's like not every movie can't be on all the time. Mm-hmm. There's going to be that ebb and flow and everything. But I just feel like the ebb and flow in The Little Mermaid is a little more noticeable noticeable and apparent. And so compared to mm-hmm. everything else that we're talking about, that's where I will consider it to be kind but not. Yeah. yeah. I but mean, I, I totally see what you're saying, though. Yeah, and I see your point, too. Um, but most of that does go away once she's out of the water. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It was like, and again, like, mm-hmm. it's a not, but there's, they honestly spend so much, like, so little time in those just, like, in between underwater moments. Yeah. I think yeah. I think that's why it's just so noticeable is because there's so much else going on that yeah. when it is generic, it's very like, oh, this is... Yeah. But then by the time you notice that, you're off to the next big set piece. Mm-hmm. I do... Um, I absolutely love the character design mm. in this movie. Because, like, each of the characters has a very unique look. Um, and they're all very, like, different from one another. And they're all very, like, Ursula... I love. I mean, they're all. Most of them are fish, but like, I love the look of like Triton compared to like Ariel. Flotsam and Jetsam look pretty similar. Fla- yeah, did I'm you joking. know <laughs> Flotsam and Jetsam? And uh, and and then Ursula, of course. I think Ursula is kind of the standout. Oh yeah, we we, we gushed about design. Ursula yeah, last, last week. week. Um, even Prince Eric, like you compare Prince Eric to the other Disney princes, and he, he stands out. He I mean, stands yeah. out. I mean, he's I, he has he's got, um. He's got a more of a look. He's much more casual than the other Disney princes are. I, I love that. He's just got the, he's got the puffy yeah. loose shirt. Yeah, yeah he's, kinda, he's a soft rock. He's very singer. much yeah. He's, he's very much more like <laughs> he's very much more kind of like piratey. If we're gonna talk about that later, yeah, pirates. Oh, but even stuff like like yeah. Sebastian, like Sebastian. the way he moves oh, yeah. and like flounder and the French chef, the French chef, Le <laughs> Poisson. <laughs> but uh, I I kind of find myself comparing this to the Beauty and the Beast, where it's like all like the creature characters, yeah. all the anthropomorphic things that aren't the human, like 
like yeah, like the main characters have their really good designs, but like yeah. all the other just random mermaids. I would agree. I would agree. So, that the, yeah. Scuttle is my favorite Disney character. I would agree Scuttle. that that this does <laughs> fall into the exact same trap yeah. as Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, that so. the background characters that aren't your main characters are very generic. Yes, for sure. Okay. All those uh, wedding guests. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One thing, another thing I want to bring up though, um, that I don't know if we've touched on yet. Um, I just really love the like beachy bright colors mm-hmm. that are in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. It, mm-hmm. Like it's got it. I mean, of course, it's like you know set. In the ocean and like on a beach, so mm-hmm. it's it's gotta like kind of get that that vibe. But even when you're just, even just from like the characters, not even just the backgrounds, but like you really just get that kind of like you almost just hear like ukuleles and yeah. stuff, just from like the connotations and like the yeah. be- the aesthetic you get from these characters and they're just the way they're colored. Yeah, Prince Eric's uh, red sash belt. Yep. <laughs> I actually great. love that. It's so great. You have anything you want to um, add? I would add the. Um, kiss the girl scene actually i think that's a really it's different it's a unique way of just having the because like with beauty and the beast we have oh they're dancing in a ball which is beautiful and well done but here it's a little more unique to the movie Mm -hmm. you get them um out in the water Mm -hmm. with all the uh weeping willows Mm -hmm. you have all the animals like making music i think it's a really unique unique way of doing it yeah yeah that scene also shows that uh sebastian has control of the elements because when he's trying to get out all the music start, he says winds, and the wind starts blowing, and it's like, oh, Sebastian is a god trapped in a shellfish. It would not surprise me. You're talking crab, yeah. He is a seemingly fair That's another godlike character. That's our Disney theory that we just created just now. Our bad Disney theory. We got one. All right, so moving right along, let's talk about our next exciting film, Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl. I it's good. Loved this this movie. So I just um this last weekend I just rewatched all five of them. And while not all five of them are fantastic, I will say that what is consistent across every single one, and especially with the first one, why I think the first one will probably never age, is because whenever you shoot a film on location this much, it shows. Absolutely. It, like that movie, you feel. Like it's in the Caribbean because it was. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it, everything feels like it's there, and the the colors are so much more rich. The ocean is so much more, yeah. just like the width and depth of it is just so much more impressive in those shots. And then like the design of all the ships and the pirates and the the skeleton pirates and the design of Port Royal and the design of Isla de Muerta and Tortuga, Tortuga, everything. <laughs> Everything is on point there. Like Disney literally was like, let's get every single thing right for yeah. this. Well, there's stuff like <laughs> the fact that with character design and costuming in this one. Yeah, no, uh, costuming's insane. So you have to do a character design yeah. for Barbosa, but yeah. you also have to do it for Skeleton Barbosa. Yeah. And both of them are just are so different. on point. Yeah, because most of the characters, they had to do a skeleton design of that character. So they had to come up with a completely different but similar look. Like, and I, they do that again later in the movies with like the Davy Jones and like the fish kind of people, and then they also design them as like regular pirates because so they were having to do like double duty on these characters. Is like, like Jack when he turns into a skeleton. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> oh, wait, what? what? Watch these movies before you listen to the yes. podcast. <laughs> but it's it's I mean it's it's lovely because he he like I love the moment when he like clicks his ring or he clicks oh, the medallion in his rings between his his like bone fingers. And that just that whole look of like all of his like bling on his like loose skeleton fingers. He's just like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> uh-huh. That's like, Whoa. 
And yeah, and it just really shows because mm-hmm. I mean, this movie was nominated for best uh, makeup and best visual effects. Yeah. Didn't win for some reason. Yeah. But yeah, it just all the effort just mm-hmm. shows so well. And you saying like why this one will age like not age compared to all the others is like I think that yeah. like yeah because they filmed yeah. on location, whereas like in Pirates Three they built they built like the entire mm-hmm. Singapore set. And I think like that really shows because yeah. like yeah, it's just yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, because there, yeah, there are other movies that like, like Raiders of the Lost Ark. While it is also very set based, a lot of it was on location, and that movie doesn't, I don't think, ages no. very much at all. <laughs> it's it's that kind of same as like if you shoot on location, mm-hmm. yeah, the movie doesn't age. Yeah, totally got you. Yeah, I mean, I would say that like, barring the limited technology for some of the CGI pirates mm-hmm. out of the skeletons, um, this movie's real. Like this is up there it's with Lord of the Rings. Very real. It oh yeah. Lord of the Rings is the other one that will never age. That's I was gonna oh, say yeah, that. I'm sure. not a huge fan of Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. but I will say that, like, that's another place where doing lo- mm-hmm. filming on location yeah. so much that it becomes those locations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just astonishing. Yeah, anything with like where they're out in the water and stuff, you just like you just know you mm-hmm. f- you feel yourself there yeah. because of the effort they took to like kind of get into that. Well, and I even love like, like, how costumes change. So you have like Will at the beginning. And he's in his like blacksmith. Yeah. And then in the majority of the movie, he's got it's a little more like torn up because he's been out on these adventures. And at the end, he's got that whole new outfit um, <laughs> when he's like saving Jack. And it's just like the 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 costumes like continue to get more and more impressive. So yeah, mm-hmm. I think we've said. I think we've yeah. said quite a bit about that. Quite a bit about it. Does anyone have any knock against? I think um, Graham well, Graham was right. Yeah, there sometimes where the skeleton pirates don't look amazing, but. It's the limited technology. I mean, it's nothing against yeah. the designs in particular. Yeah, right. I have, I mean, this is more subjective. My knock is just, like, um, I feel like a lot of the times, like, they, like, I feel like in terms of color, it's really yeah. just kind of, like, there's, like, one or two colors, with like, aside from, like, Jack Sparrow or, or uh, maybe Barbosa. Because it's very, like, all of the costumes and, like, all, of, like, the set of the, the ship and, like, it's just all, like, brown and white for the most of it, I think. Um, it's like yeah, there's brown and white, and then like blues in the ocean. Yeah, well, I was talking like costumes. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, specifically yeah. costumes. It is mostly brown. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. Barbosa is definitely more like black. Um, yeah, like Jacks, yeah, yeah, Jacks more browns, and he's got some accent colors. He's got mm-hmm. reds, yeah. and different colors on him. Yeah. Will but I mean, wears white. Yeah, but I'm kind of torn on that flaw because like you know they're pirates. Yeah, so and they're not going to be in big flashy. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. that kind of comes with also like the time period yeah. they're occupying. You're not going to see Will. Sm- Orlando Bloom running around with like a neon green shirt yeah. of some yeah, kind. No. Yeah. Yeah. But like no, I, I kinda see what you're saying. Yeah, it's just a little yeah. it's just I mean for when you for get... a Disney film it's a little mm-hmm. subdued in color, but yeah. maybe that's you know, it's charm. But I think like, when you that's... get to places where people are maybe higher class and they could have yeah. more color. Like the they're more in, uniform. Yeah, the like people the soldiers in Port Royal and, yeah. and the soldiers and everything have a lot of color. Yeah. Like Governor Swan has a lot of color. But there's not a lot of variation because a lot of it is yeah. And you spend most of the time with the pirates too. Yeah. Okay. All right. We have. We, we, we have got one, one more. One more. Best we're for doing last. Very well on time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're doing okay. This was the one, uh, Tron. <laughs> this was Tron, the, this baby. Was the one that I said at the beginning. This movie is ugly. Like it's so ugly, but it's also <laughs> so gorgeous. Like I love the design of it because it's so unique, but it's also like almost unas like. Almost visually unappealing in its own way. It's like the I, whole movie's a cursed image. Like, I'm gonna say it. I, like I, I love it. I absolutely like, adore the look and the color and everything and like how 
how it looks in the design, but then I also hate it at the same like, time. Like th- this, <laughs> this movie pro- is definitely the most dated. Yes, this is the one that definitely was the most like product of its mm-hmm. time. But what like what they were doing like this was eighty two, mm-hmm. like and you kind of like you, yeah. you you made like a quip about it last week, like oh look at what computers can do. It's like, but like mm-hmm. at the time, like this was groundbreaking at the time this was revolutionary yeah. and so it's like look at what computers could do but then like you look at what computers can do today and so of course it's gonna be like nah yeah. tron's ugly which yeah, tron hasn't aged well but like putting like the look of it mm. like the design of everything yeah. like when you're not in the computer world like the design of mm-hmm. just uh the encom building Incom and like or flynn's arcade or... yeah flynn's arcade the space paranoids mm-hmm. like the designs of the games oh, themselves yeah. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, when they're in the computer world, like, it doesn't look great because mm-hmm. everything's got that weird blue on yeah. it. But still, like, the designs of the sets and the, co- like, e- the yeah, designs no. of the costumes, oh, the, costumes the solar sailor. Everything. It's all gorgeous. Like, it's just, it's just, just hasn't aged uh, well. well yeah. What I will say about Tron that I love, um, and a lot of people talk, um, <laughs> is that <laughs> I, the thing about Tron is that Tron, there's no other movie in existence that, that looks, looks like, like Tron. Tron. It's the only movie that looks like that. Right. Yeah. And so it's like you you kind of have to give it points for that. Like, there's no other movie that looks like it because mm-hmm. it's so unique. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Tron won the Academy Award for technical achievement for this technique that uh, Ken Perlin created called Perlin noise, which was a kind of gradient texture to put on objects because he was uh, upset and like annoyed with how machine like all like the computer generated effects look. So he came up with something else to make things look a little more like natural not quite organic Mm -hmm. and just i feel like it was just again it was groundbreaking for the time i mean my only my only kind of like once i think of oh why like the production design of tron the light bikes light bikes are cool no matter what yeah all the all the vehicles the light cycles yeah yeah. light cycles yeah i mean just like that is something that like to Mm -hmm. your point carter like there's not a like there's not a car that does that now, or if it d- did, it's because it's of because Tron. Because of Tron, yeah. Yeah, and it's just like a really cool thing. Um, uh, the uh, I think the color is pretty underrated too. I know we talk about it's blue, or whatever, but like the times the it uses it as well. And, yeah. The times that it uses color, mm-hmm. it's like important. Um, I think my kind of like like flaw, if I were to find one, is I see your point about it, kind of. Like uh, it being different, but I wouldn't necessarily say this was revolutionary for even for the time because, um, uh, when you like it was in '82, right? Like Star Wars was there before that, and Star Wars when you compare Star Wars to Tron, like Star Wars has aged pretty well. Tron has not aged well at all. That's because they're two very different things. Yeah. Star Wars was a lot of practical effects. Tron. But even the non-practical effects, I think, age better than Tron. Tron like the like lightsaber, the, the, la- the blast. There hadn't been a movie up until the point that had been an entirely digital environment. Yeah, but that doesn't... I don't think and that discredits so, how it looks still. I mean... Right. You, you could, could talk still, about how revolutionary it was. If it doesn't look good, it doesn't look good. Like, like, um, like I give... I What I give Tron credit for is I give Tron credit for um, the... Like, necessarily, like, the world it made and the... Like the look of these cars and the look of their costumes, I don't necessarily give it credit for its like how well it looks. Like I give it credit for the premise it created yeah. and like the the ideas of of like oh this world of a grid inside the computer mm-hmm. or these cars that have lights that kind of um, I guess create light behind it while yeah. during its track mm-hmm. and stuff. Like I give it credit in 
um, I guess, concept, but I don't know if I give it credit in execution because I, even for its time, I don't think it holds up with other movies that also do pretty well special effects. Yeah. Um, what I will say is there's some places in the real world that I think are a little lacking. Uh, I think you've got kind of a generic office for the one guy who's the head of, I can't remember the company's Anthony? name. His, oh, his, I office, his office. I like his office, it's, but... It's dark, and you've got the light of, like, just on him, and the completely, like, black obsidian desk almost. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, but I feel I feel, still feel like you've got, like, a beige room with a window. Like, But it's a dark room. It's in, like, a beige room. But it's Because, I, mean, I mean, they only have, like, really, like, two sets in the real world. That's, that's like, his office and Flynn's arcade. And then there's the, I guess and there's, then, like, the CPU room. The CPU that, room. That's very, I mean, it's, once again, it's, like, a product, product of its yeah. time thing. That CPU room is barren. And like, it's they've they've got the CPUs in there, but like it's not it doesn't have a lot going on. It's got some chairs, it's got some, but like it's what? No, there's a whole lot yeah, going on in the CPU. On the like CPU where room. Flynn gets t- brought into the grid. Well, I'm talking about like the the part where they're like walking through before, it and it's just like white CPUs and uh like. Oh okay. Yeah, yeah. where he, that actual room where he gets in, there's a lot of stuff going on, and that's because once again, like I okay, yeah, I, 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 like, I was confused about what you were talking about. Yeah, same thing we're talking about with like. Uh, the Little Mermaid, where it's like, yeah, you have your places where big set pieces okay, happen yeah, that I, are very well designed, but like a lot of stuff's like between that. Like, no, you're I see getting what, from no, point I, A to point B is a little generic. Okay, yeah. I see what you're saying. Um, I do actually have a small issue. Um, I would say that sometimes the use of color is maybe not as as similar to what Phoenix had with Pirates. It maybe isn't as standing out as it should be, because like there are some great scenes with color, but then you have like the blue uniforms, and it, I feel like maybe they could really be like popping a little more than they do um that's just a minor thing for me though yeah i mean i i i see your point with that like it's just very like it's kind of what i was i guess trying to say or like when it uses colors that aren't blue it mm-hmm. kind of gives it accent in, but because there's so much of it it just kind of it, it never feels changing like it's not like something like atlantis where there's it's blue the most of the time but it's so varied and um so well yeah. done. I mean, Atlantis, you know, was like mm-hmm. made a lot later and stuff, obviously. But I see your point. Like, yeah, it's yeah. just the same blue, so of course it's just gonna get dull That's for a while. while. That's fair. All right. Yeah. So we've now talked about all of our films. Yeah. We can do our. Let's do our winners and losers. Winners and losers. So, my winner of the week is gonna be Atlantis. Um, I think, even compared to all the other Disney movies, which are all beautiful and fantastic in their own way, we we I mean we hit the nail on the head. Atlantis, you could, like, find any frame of Atlantis and pick it apart. And the fact that they just rush through it shows you, like, how beautiful that movie is start to finish. Um, that literally every single frame has some amount of detail in it. Because we even talked about, like, Beauty and the Beast and Little Mermaid and stuff like that don't necessarily have, like, transition areas that aren't as detailed. But Atlantis will start to finish every single frame. Every single image is detailed. Um. This is a tough one for me, because uh, like we were as we were talking, so many of these movies are just so beautiful. But if I do have to give it to one, I would probably have to give it to Pirates because with an animated movie, it's not that it's like easy, but it's easier to put your vision on the page. It's it's on the cells. Um, with Pirates though, it's a lot harder to get everything just looking so perfect and just real. And I think I have to give it to that or that one. Yeah, um, I, uh, I have like probably maybe the least amount of like 
Disney fandom in this room, mm -hmm. but I would say one thing that I can obviously say, because you'd be crazy not to say, is like Disney nails production design and art direction mm -hmm. almost all the time. Yeah. Like, and this is something where like like Graham was saying, there's so many good ones here. Carter, I know you, you're mm -hmm. thinking that too. There's so many good ones. Um, so I was pretty, I was having a difficult time too, but I think I'm gonna go with Beauty and the Beast. Mm -hmm. I just, yeah. I, I just think that house is so well done. I think that town's so well done. These those characters are just even iconic in silhouette, just how mm -hmm. they're drawn, and then the stuff they've given with the with the color added to it, and um, just everything about the art direction and of Beauty and the Beast is well done. And it's like it will it holds up still, and I don't see it ever not holding yeah. up. Uh, my pick for winner of the week is actually different, a lot different. Uh, my winner is actually going to be Tron because, <gasps> like, excuse me, curveball. <laughs> curveball. <laughs> I thought you said careful. I was like, it's my, oh, no. it's my opinion. <laughs> anyway, uh, just because, just because of how different it is from everything else that we have here, and just like how kind of like I want, I want to say ambitious, but I don't think that is the right word. Just because of like how much of that movie is computer generated and just how unique everything in that movie is like all the, di all the different vehicles, all the different games, just like, is the color the best? Like, no, it's not like, I know what this movie is. I know it's a product of its time and everything, but I still feel like it's just so different and everything just looks so unique in it. And just, I feel like there was a lot of thought put into it and like, just like they play the, deathly high ally game and just like they have whole costumes there they have that whole bit there and just the light cycle like yeah i just feel like it is just so different it is so unique and just there is no movie that looks like tron mm -hmm. for better or for worse not even tron legacy <laughs> like not even tron legacy and just yeah i just it's so different it's so out there and like no it it is dated, but I still think it's very good. All right. Uh, this week, I'm going to have to go with Atlantis, The Lost Empire. Uh, it just it has such a unique look. It's a look that is so much its own. You can show me any frame from that movie, and I would t be able to tell you exactly what it's from. Um, and I think Carter kind of put it out there best. Is it's just so unique. It's, mm -hmm. And it stands out, and it's always going to – it's of the movies here – other than Tron, I think it marches to the beat of its own drum mm -hmm. the most, and it has a very distinct production style. It's very mature. It is. It's it's that's exactly what it is. It's very mature, and that's why it's uh, one of my favorites mm -hmm. and why it's my winner this week. Cool. So cool. with every winner, there must also be uh, a, a loser. loser. Yeah. Um, someone to get <laughs> kicked out. Someone, someone to get kicked off off the castle kicked castle. out of the castle Kick, kicked out of the castle i envision they go up to like the very top balcony and then someone just like spartan takes them off and then, like, i'd like to think oh. they just have to leave um they walk out no. the well, front door and then they pull up the drawbridge well disney just kind of like hand, holds their hand out and then walks back in yeah. or in disney oh. fashion they could just fall into oblivion and just be like oh <laughs> anywho anyway um, as much as it pains me i'm gonna have to get rid of the mighty ducks this week um I do love them for their own way and and kind of I do love that kind of like nineties design and that, that sheen of it, that like almost like clean veneer that they put on it. But um compared to these other movies, it simply is lacking. Um so yeah, that's all I would say on that. Yeah, I'm also gonna have to go with D two. Um 
the just the sheer amount that we talk about every other movie compared to D2, I think kind of is telling. And also, even if you haven't seen these movies, every art art design is still very unique. Like you would recognize it just by seeing a picture. D2, not really. <laughs> I, I think, I mean, I'm, I'm going to go against, against the grain here, <laughs> but I got to do, do it. it. Pirate? No, I'm just kidding. D two, D two, D two. It just doesn't. It's not. The production line's not that. Not good in this movie. Like it's not. So next. Uh yeah, I'm also gonna have to vote for the Mighty Ducks because yeah, it's just it's generic. It's '90s, and like you like everything you were saying about Tron. Like I totally see what you were saying, and like there was a lot that I agree with, even though like it was my winner. It's like. Yeah, there is some stuff that Tron does not do as well as other movies, but like, it's still so different and just yeah, the Mighty Ducks is just pretty generic. Yep. Yep. And uh, not that it makes a difference because I think it's voted off for sure, <laughs> but uh, I am actually going to send my vote to Tron. I just I I don't like the way it looks, and just for me personally, that makes it the worst of here. Even though you know I think there's a lot of issues with D two that you guys all put out there. Uh, Tron, I just it doesn't work for me, and Brett and I we can talk we you know you and I can talk about that later off air, but uh, that's my vote. It's <laughs> obviously I'm outvoted here, so ducks fly goodbye. together. Ducks fly together. Ducks, ducks die together. Out of the <laughs> castle. <laughs> yeah. Farewell, well, D two the mighty ducks. Let's so, uh, quickly make yeah, some yeah, make yeah. our recommendations and our sign offs. So you can find me on Twitter at ca spilliards like spill something in your yard and add an s. Um, my recommendation for this week, because uh, this is going out on Wednesday, yes? Yes. Um, so they would have just premiered the first episode this past Saturday, Patrick Melrose on Showtime. It's a limited series, only five episodes. First episode just premiered last Saturday. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch plays Patrick Melrose. It's based off a really popular uh, series of novels. But it's essentially this like severe drug addict, and it's like this very like interesting look and phenomenal performance from him about this like man dealing with addiction. So highly, highly recommend that. All right. Uh, I am Robbie underscore DeShazer on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, this past weekend, I went back uh, to my hometown, and I was uh, just fortunate enough to be there for my sister and her boyfriend's uh, MCU watch through before they go see Infinity War. And guys, Thor Ragnarok may be my favorite movie in the entire MCU. <laughs> I'm going to recommend it. If you haven't seen it, it's so good. Uh, we talked about production design today, so like, just the production design, and that is incredible. But uh, if you've seen it, you understand what I'm talking about. If you haven't, go see it. It's incredible. You can find me on Snapchat. I am Brett, J-H-N-S-N, number one. Post a review of a movie as close to every day as I can. You can look at it and let me know if you agree or disagree. We can discuss it. Uh, my recommendation this week is going to be the old 1970s uh, Superman. Uh, Margot Kidder just passed away recently, mm -hmm. so... Rest in peace her, to her. I hope Lois Lane is getting the scoop of the century in the next life. And yeah, the original Superman movie, it's great. It's so good. It's so wholesome and so just encapsulating of comic books from that era in time and just of what Superman should be. It's the perfect amount of camp and it's just, it's so good. I love it. Yeah. Uh, you can find me at Bombas Phoenix on Twitter. Uh, Hopefully tweet things you like, tweet jokes, sad stuff, ketchup. Um, uh, but I think I'm really uh, – I'm going to pick an unorthodox thing because I 
kind of didn't I can't really think of much to recommend but I'll recommend if you haven't seen it uh, John Mulaney's Kid Gorgeous on Netflix stand-up special if you don't know who John Mulaney is you gotta know now just go check out his other specials um, specifically this one just watched it uh, last weekend it's hilarious um, it's really it's really great and not much more to say check it out I am Graham Hellboy Gora. Um, you can find me just wandering around town. Um, <laughs> my recommendation for the week is going to be another Taika Waititi movie, um, 2016's Hunt for the Wilder People. Ooh. It's probably one of my favorite movies ever, and more people need to see it. Well, now you're getting it because of my recommendation. I recommend it yeah, we'll check it out. the whole filmography at this point. Because I started Basically, with Eagle yeah. versus Sharks, and then you've now so gone <laughs> Hunt for the Wilder People. And Ragnarok, yeah. Okay. Well, this has been Film Fracas yep. Season 2, Episode 2, filmed here, or recorded here in Permanent Records Studios here in Austin, Texas. Thank you so much to them for letting us uh, record in their studio. Thank you to you guys for your support, mm-hmm. giving us the funds to be able to record in the studio. Yes, thank Special you, thank thanks you. to Graham for coming out this week. Yep. So happy thank to have you. you. Yep. Thank you all for having me. Follow the podcast on all social media with at Film Fracas. Check out our website, www.filmfracas.com. Yep. Um, but other than that, this has been a great episode. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Film Fracas. We know there are a lot of shows on the web, and we are so glad you took the time to listen to ours. Thank you to Brett Johnson, Carter Spilliards, and Phoenix Arola for helping to write and produce each episode of the show. There's no team behind Film Fracas. It's just us. So consider giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It really does help get the word out. You can follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Film Fracas. Once again, thanks for listening, and we can't wait for you to hear the next episode.